Hebrews 10.25 in the Amplified says, Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, not forsaking or neglecting, excuse me, I'm quoting the King James, not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together as believers, as is the habit of some people. Um, notice there he's telling us that sometimes even Christians can have bad habits. That means they're not saved. It's just that they have bad habits and that bad habit is going to rob from them. Somebody said the devil robbed from them. No, their bad habit robbed from them. The devil is not all that. He's not really able to do unless, unless we give place to him. He's not able to do anything. So he said, as is the habit of some people. He's talking about Christians. They have a habit of not going to church. So uh, Luke 4, look at, look, I'm just giving you some verses here to uh, start this out, what I want to share tonight. Luke 4, verse number 16. says, gee, this is again the Amplified. So he came to Nazareth, that Nazareth where he had been brought up, and he entered the synagogue as was his custom on the Sabbath day. Notice that, as was his custom on the Sabbath day. Say it out loud, as was his custom. In other words, he was accustomed to doing that. He was accustomed to, that was his habit. Amen. Jesus had good habits. Man, he, he, did, he didn't just, he, he wasn't just the son of God and just get lazy. He had good spiritual habits. I just want to talk to you about habits tonight. Yes, come on. Somebody said, well, I don't drink or smoke. Well, I'm not talking about drinking or smoking per se. <laughs> That's a habit. But, but uh, I'm just talking about some spiritual habits. So if it's all right with you, and if it's not, I'm going to do it anyway. But um, I want to talk about this because I've, I've discovered some things in my life, and that is, and, and in working with other people, that some people, until they change some of their habits spiritually, they're never going to see any changes. Because it's their habit that's reinforcing the problem. And so we want to talk about that, and especially spiritual habits. There are, bad, there are good or bad spiritual habits. There are good or bad, and they will affect you. There are good or bad mental habits. There are good or bad physical habits. There are good or bad money handling habits. There's a lot of different things people develop habits in, and they wonder why things keep going the way they keep going. Well, it's because they keep doing what they keep doing. It's a habit. And, you know, a habit is something you do almost without thinking about it. I didn't get up when I was a kid. I never got up on Sunday morning thinking, I wonder if we're going to church this morning. You know, he's talking here about attending church. I never got up that way. That was so ingrained in us. I mean, as sure as the sun comes up yeah. on, in the morning, we're going to church on Sunday yes. morning. Yes. That's right. I mean, the world would have to divide in two, and we didn't have any way to get across the great divide for us not to go to church on Sunday morning. Now, that doesn't make you saved, but I'm talking about that does, for that, that habit will put you in a position to where God can reach you. And uh, so my parents developed that habit for me. And we, we, uh, if, we'll, if we get enough unction and you help me enough tonight and pull tonight, we'll talk about good parenting and how that includes putting good habits into your children. In fact, let's just talk about that now. How about we talk about that now? Don't ask your children if they want to go to church. 
That's terrible parenting. That's not even, in fact, the word parent doesn't even belong to you. Don't ask your children. Well, they don't want to. You know, uh, Joshua said, as for me and my house, here's how it's going to be. He said, I decided for myself and I went ahead and decided for my whole house. You live under my roof. You're going to get a habit. I'm going to put a habit in you. You're going to have the habit of serving God, habit of doing what God said. Amen. Um, so uh, if you can handle it tonight, I might just go ahead and shuck the corn. <laughs> Praise God. And so a habit is something that uh, is actually, it's a very, the word actually, you ever read Isaiah 50 verses four and five? Um, He's given me the tongue of the learned that I may know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He opened my ear morning by morning. He opened my ear to hear as the learned. He uses that word learned twice there. Um, the word learned there is very akin. In fact, I would say it's probably the word you could, you could have translated it, disciple. Yeah. Yeah. The tongue of a disciple. In other words, I have, had, I have discipled my tongue. I have uh, learned my tongue. I have learned to listen to what God's saying. And I've developed a habit. And the word that I looked it up, it means to... Uh, become accustomed to something. And that's what a disciple is. Remember the Bible said, Jesus said in John 8, verses 31 and 32, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, the truth will make you free. That doesn't mean just continue meditating on it, though that's included. But he's talking about continue. See, a disciple is someone who continues in something until they become, until it becomes first nature. They continue, in other words, they practice the word until it's accustomed with them. It's not something that they still have to think about doing. It's just natural. I don't think, I don't much have to think about saying what the word says in my circumstances anymore. It's just not natural for me to talk about my problems anymore. But some people have got accustomed to talking about their problem rather than accustomed to saying what the word says. And you got to break that. And you know, you can change habits. You can. You can change habits. And you got, as a believer, they say in the world it takes whatever, 66 days, whatever. I don't know, whatever. But, but see, you've got, you've got a helper to help you change habits. You've got the greater one that lives on the inside of you. He's there. To see, he's standing by to help you break some bad habits and get some good habits. Praise the Lord. So, um, but, uh, so that's what this word, that's what this word learned here in Isaiah 50 means. It means accustomed. Accustoms mean you, you, a disciple is somebody who continues in the truth until they're accustomed to it. What do I mean accustomed to it? Well, uh, I like to say it this way. When we moved back from Tulsa back to here, uh, it took me three years to really get accustomed to cold weather again. You know what I'm talking about? Where I'm like, ah, for three years, I'm like, oh. <laughs> but now, I, I'm guest ministers come here in the wintertime or something, I'll walk out there, it's 20 degrees, I won't have any coat on or anything. I'm talking about an overcoat. Yeah, yeah. And they'll say, my goodness, what's wrong with you? Where's your coat? And I said, why? What do you mean? Is it cold? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> They're from Florida or someplace. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not cold. I'll tell you when it's cold. Yeah. 
And 20 degrees, it isn't cold yet. You come up here whenever it's 35 below, and I'll tell you it's cold. So, but that's, that's something you get, you can get accustomed to things. Like, you know, I've used the illustration, people in the city, they can get accustomed to uh, sleeping when, when they're right by a noisy street or a noisy highway. I, you'd have to hit me in the head 17 times to get me to buy a house by a highway. It's like, what were you thinking building that house right up against that highway? But some people, they're used to it. In fact, they get so accustomed to it that if they don't hear that noise and they're sleeping out in the country, they can't sleep because that hoot owl is keeping them awake, you know, and that coyote, that coyote howling out there is keeping them awake. Some people got to have noise to sleep because they're accustomed to that. Well, bless your heart, whatever it takes. But... Um, <laughs> So you can, be, you can be accustomed to something. In other words, you can be learned. You ever heard that term? Yeah. Did anybody's mama in here learn them? She learned you not to talk back to her? She learned you to be nice to your sister? Right? That's another way of saying she schooled you into it. It wasn't an option for you to learn it. Right? She helped you along. Amen. Praise the Lord. You wonder why I go over here? It's because they amen me over here. Just wanted to let you know. Get the habit. Learn the habit. So, all right. All right. So, but um, when you're accustomed to a spiritual truth, you've worked it into your life until you're used to it. We're not talking about just you have to make yourself think about it. Think about the, what the word says or what does what the word say. It's something that is your habit now. It's, it's just worked into your life. Saying what the Word says when you feel something different or you see something different or the doctor says something different. Saying what the Word says can become a habit. At first people say, it's just so hard. No, it's, 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 what's, what's hard is the, the, the rut that your mind is in or that your, your flesh is in. Getting out of the rut. It's not hard to do the Word. It's the rut that you gotta, you got to steer real hard to get up out of that rut. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so uh, you, you can become practiced at doing the Word as a lifestyle. It's not anymore something you, it's just first nature to you. You know what I mean? It's just first nature to you. And so uh, it's, not, uh, it's, it's not just something you have to think about. So, um, so that's what I'm talking about here. Whenever, you, whenever I talk about this habit thing, God really created you with the ability to develop habits. Now, you can, it can start working against you, or you can make it work for you. The problem is not, you know, because people say, well, you know, I just wish, you know, I wasn't in this rut. Well, you can create the right rut. You can make the rut be something like uh, you're used to doing what the Word says in that situation. Amen. And so, um, really, it's important that we do this because the habits we form really are the things that start directing our lives. That's, that's really why life is going certain directions is because of the habits we have. Let's just take spending money, for example. People have the habit of just spending too much money. Or putting everything on a credit card and pay it. We'll pay it off sometime later, you know, over in the millennium or something. Right. They have a bad habit. Yeah. Yeah. 
and they wonder why they're always broke. Well, all your money is going toward interest or going towards payments because of a bad habit. You got to break the habit of, you know, always using credit for everything. Well, that doesn't mean it's wrong. I mean, we use credit cards for a lot of stuff, but we pay it off every month. Get, get rid of that thing. We're not paying a lot of that. We're not paying all that interest. It's just a convenience thing with us. But if you haven't broken the habit of spending more than you have the ability to use your faith to receive and get that thing paid off, you better, you can't use something like a credit card because it's like an alcoholic, you know, going into the bar to witness to somebody. He used, you know, last week he was an alcoholic. Now he's saved and he wants to say, he wants to minister to his unsaved friends. He can't do that. He's not strong yet. That's the way it is with credit cards. You got to break that habit. In fact, years ago, we saw that we, had, we were in bondage to using credit cards and putting things, you know, not paying it off and everything. So we cut up all our credit cards until we got out of that. We broke that, paid everything off, and, and you, we made ourselves use a debit card. That's very inconvenient, but we made ourselves use a debit card. I'm just going, I'm just helping, just doing a little pastoring as we go past, past this issue. So, uh, but we, we uh, broke that habit and now we can use a credit card. We, we, we got the discipline to pay it off, right? But, but uh, anyway, you understand what I'm talking about? You can develop habits. That's, that's a, God put that ability on the inside of you to really reinforce right behavior. Now, people get in wrong, they get on the negative side of it and their, their wrong behavior is reinforced. But developing the, the, the ability God gave you to develop habits in life is to reinforce right behavior so that you can shape your everyday life. And it's not so much a mental, yeah, I got to think about what to do all the time. Amen. It can work for you or it can work against you. You have to choose whether to use the power of habit for yourself, for yourself or against yourself. Amen. You got a habit. Everybody's in a habit of something. I'll guarantee you guys tomorrow morning when you get up, if you shave in the morning, when you get up, I'll guarantee you that razor hits your face about the same spot every single time. Some of you are looking at me like, I never thought about that. Well, you think about it tomorrow morning and then the next day and just ask yourself, where did I? And, and, and when you brush your teeth, you do it the same way every time. Right? That's right. That's right. When you dry off in the shower, you do it the same way every time. <laughs> it's a habit. It doesn't make it good or bad. Those are not good or bad. But, but there are things that are good or bad. Amen. So uh, I want to talk about this tonight, if you'll let me, because I, I had never thought a whole lot about it other than some things we've shared about attending church. But um, this, this, this is really a big issue. The Lord started talking to me about it. And so you've got a habit. Everyone's got a habit in some direction. Just use it in the right direction. Amen. Amen. And so if you do something for very long, the same way, you're going to develop a habit, whether it's in your spiritual life. You can, do, you can get in the habit of getting up early and spending time with God. Yes. In fact, go over here. Look at this passage in Luke uh, 22. I think it's in Luke 22. Let me, I got to find this myself. Um, Look with me in Luke twenty two thirty nine in the King James, it says, he came out and went as he was wont to the Mount of Olives. And you read the next verse, verse 40, it talks about him in prayer. And so uh, as he was wont is blind to us. But uh, the Amplified says he came out, this is talking about Jesus. He came out and went as was his habit. 
to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples also followed him. Now, you read Luke uh, 5.16 in the New Living Translation, Luke 5.16 in the New Living. It says, but Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. In other words, this was his habit. We can see from his church attendance. We saw over there, and uh, as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. We can see from his, this verse here, or these couple of verses here, that he had habits or good spiritual habits. Some, some people are defeated for no other reason. They just have bad spiritual habits. Their faith is weak all the time because they have bad spiritual habits. So notice this, this is uh, Jesus, and he created the habit of getting up early, going aside in prayer. You can get in the habit of that. Sometimes people say, I just, I, I just, I just, um, I, I don't have time. Well, uh, if you break the habit yeah, yeah. That's of, of the things, you know, being consumed with things that are robbing you of yes, your time, yes, yes. I'll guarantee you if yes. somebody independent or somebody from the outside looking in yes. looked into your life yes. and you said you don't have time, I guarantee you somebody that's yeah. neutral and with no opinion whenever they first approach yes. your life and look at it or look yeah. at your day could yeah. find some time in your day. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Yeah, probably could. We're not asking anybody to do that, but I'm saying we probably could. Amen. So, uh, no, it's a matter of what's important to us. To me, having a strong, robust faith to, to get everything God has is important to me. Amen. To succeed and come to the end and hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's very important to me. So I've had to discipline myself. I've had to give myself some habits. And listen, the flesh will scream. I remember hearing Jerry Seville talking about it one time. He was just, he was just determined to get up and not, not get going without spending time with God. But he kept falling asleep. So he said, I'll tell you what, where's the most uncomfortable place in the house? And uh, he found it. It's on standing on the edge of his tub. Standing on the edge of his bathtub. Well, you can't fall asleep standing on the edge of your bathtub. At least you better not. That commodes hard, you know. Ouch. Some of you haven't laughed since I came. And so, so, but he broke the habit of falling asleep whenever he prayed. And if you keep falling asleep, let me tell you something, you're not getting enough sleep, which is a bad habit. It's a bad habit. Just always, just always staying up late and getting up, you know. Anyway, praise the Lord. Just trying to help you. I'm not mad at anybody. Having a good day. Praise the Lord. So um, Jesus created these habits and uh, this was not something that he was born with. Yeah, his spiritual nature wanted this, but he had to train his flesh and his mind just like you and I do. The Bible talks about him having to grow spiritually. He had to learn. The Bible said in Hebrews, he had to learn obedience. He never disobeyed, but he did have to learn to obey. So he had to train himself and, and you can train yourself and give yourself proper habits. So Jesus, is, from these verses, we can see that um, he, had a, uh, he, he created these habits of going aside to pray, going to church when church was open. Um, uh, he, he, he developed them. They weren't something that just his flesh was trained in because he's the son of God. Amen. So um, people assume that Jesus went aside to pray because the spirit of God drew him to prayer. That no doubt happened too. 
But this verse says that he went aside to pray because it was a habit. Now, we know from what Jesus said, he said, I, I just do what I see my father do and I just say what I hear my father say. Where do you think he heard that or saw the plan of God? It was when he was spending time with his father. He was, he was in prayer and he heard things from God. He saw things and he just went out and acted that out. That's how all those miracles took place. Hallelujah. I want my life to be miraculous. Somebody said, okay, well, that means I've got to spend time with God in prayer. Yeah. But don't wait for the Holy Ghost to hit you over the head with a prayer stick. And just some anointing to fall on you. You got to develop the habit of going to prayer. Well, I did it this morning, but I didn't feel anything. Well, get the habit <coughs> the next morning. Get the habit out and do it again. Yeah. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. And eventually, you'll get in the habit of, of recognizing what the Spirit of God's saying to you, and you'll go through your day having already heard from God about your day. And you ever get a taste of much of that. You get much of a taste of that, and you'll, be, you'll, you'll say, man, there's no other way to live. Yeah, I just, I just, uh, <laughs> like somebody said, was it Martin Luther maybe said this, but uh, somebody said one time, I got so much to do today, I better spend an hour with God before I start. Amen. Because you, you don't want to do it without direction. So praise the Lord. Anybody, anybody interested in what we're talking about? And so uh, Jesus, he developed the habit of having time of prayer. And he prayed because he had the habit of doing it. In other words, fellowship with God was his habit. Some people have a habit of going through their day, never turning their heart or their attention towards God. But as I grow spiritually, more and more throughout my day, I'm just fellowshipping with God. Getting answers all as I go. And that's easier to do if you've started out your day quiet, listening to his voice. Amen. So, um, so we, we want to uh, even look at this in one particular area tonight, but I'm going to just kind of get my way worked up to it. Um, if you say you never hear from God or th- that thought, maybe you don't say it, but that thought, something that's sort of predominant in your thinking, it seems like I never hear from God. Um, look, at, look at this scripture right here. Uh, it's not actually that God's not talking. It's that you have a bad habit of listening. Or, or, you know, say it this way, of not listening. Amen. Not positioning yourself to hear. Amen. You don't hear from God with a busy, noisy day and a lot of things on your mind. Because God's not a mind. He's not talking to your mind. This is just good practical teaching on prayer, to be honest with you. We're not going to just teach on prayer. We're going to talk about other things. But um, you've got to develop a habit of getting quiet sometime every day. I heard Pastor Nancy say this, and I thought, boy, I understand myself better after listening to her talk. She said, said, I I really don't do well going through the whole day just being around people all day. She says, I got to get away to myself. And I thought, yeah, that's why she's so keen in the Holy Ghost. She just doesn't stray far from what's going on down here. What's the Father saying? What's, what's he trying to get across to my spirit? She doesn't go long without doing that. It's her habit. That's why she's sharp. 
She's sharp. She's accurate in the spirit. Say amen if you can. I was listening to a CD that some ministers put out for other ministers to listen to. It was sort of a ministry to ministers they had through these CDs. And I'll never forget it. They said, you know, because of where we're at in the ministry, we don't really have the time anymore to start our day out with time with God. We just do it as we go. I said to myself, that explains some things. I said to myself, that explains some things. I said to myself, that explains some things about the ones that said it. I'm telling you, you can get off in some of this because you're listening to other voices or you're too busy mentally that you're prophesying out of your own head. That's absolutely true. Don't shout me down because I just said something real good. So praise the Lord. So if you say you never hear from God, it's just probably a bad habit of never really getting quiet mentally. Never listening to the, to the Spirit of God on the inside of you. I'm not mad at anybody. I don't know of anybody that right now needs this. I'm, not, I'm just simply saying, let's all examine ourselves. Amen. And so um, it's, it's just really something that you can once have the habit of it and you get out of the habit of it. Yeah, I mean, that's what these ministers were saying. We don't have time anymore to do it that way. Well, they were saying we once had the habit. Listen, if you're too busy for prayer, yeah, 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 yeah. listen to me, listen to me. If you're in the ministry or so-called so ministry and you don't have a prayer life, you don't have a ministry, you have a career. That's not, you're no longer in the ministry. You're just, you just have, this is your career. This is just what you do. Like, like people that get up and never spend any time with God and go plumbing. I'm not saying every plumber doesn't spend time with God. I'm saying, but I'm just talking about people in the world, just sinners, just, you know, they just got a career. Amen. Amen. You don't have a ministry. You have a career in religion. That's what you've got. Praise the Lord. And uh, uh, that's why, that explains some things, why people get off, why people start accepting things that are not God. They start prophesying things that are not God. It's because they're out of touch. They're out of tune. Well, praise God. Didn't know I was going to say all that, but it's all good. Tell your neighbor, I'll take it anyhow, swallow it. Praise the Lord. And so uh, Jesus heard and saw, he had the spirit of seeing and knowing. He said, I just hear, I just say what I hear. I just uh, do what I see. So he's seeing and hearing, seeing and knowing. So he saw and heard and knew because he spent, he had a habit of spending time with his father. If you're struggling in that area, get the habit of spending time with your father. Well, I never get anything out of it. Well, that's not faith. Stop saying that. Amen. Well, I don't know how to quiet my mind. Well, we've been preaching on it for 20 years. <laughs> if you don't know by now, you're never going to know. Amen. Especially if you don't practice it. So, um, amen. So uh, that's the cause. Some of these things, people are blaming the devil. They're blaming whatever they're blaming. But it's really a bad habit that's the cause. Amen. Praise God. Whether you realize it or not, your habits that you've developed in your life are either bringing you into the place where you're hearing from God or they're keeping you in the place where you never hear from God. Amen. And those habits are causing you to, to lack in life or if you put the right habits in place, they're causing you to have everything you need in life. 
Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Now, if you can still handle some more, how many of you can still handle some more? Um, Sometimes if you do something long enough, like I said, you can form a habit. And that's not the devil or God doing that. I said, that's not the devil or God doing that. People have a habit of whenever they're, whenever something's irritating to them, they speak in an irritated way. They react to it. Uh, God didn't do that and the devil didn't do that. Amen. It's, it's a bad habit. That's a fleshly habit. I mean, I've done that. Anybody else ever willing to admit it? What? I've had to keep my foot on that one. But it's a, it's a bad fleshly habit. And so, uh, so um, you've got a choice. This is not God or the devil creating a habit. It's you by practicing a truth in God's word over and over again or practicing something that the flesh wants to do over and over again. Amen. And you can, you can do that without God or the devil being involved. Amen. So, but you've got to do it long enough until it becomes first nature. It's your choice whether you use this power for yourself or against yourself. I'm talking about the power of habit. And so uh, if you do things for long enough, you'll develop that. Um, and uh, sometimes people say, well, I'm addicted to nicotine or I'm addicted to... What happened is you gave it to your body long enough to where your body developed the habit of it. Now, I'm not saying the enemy can't reinforce that. He will reinforce that. But see, somebody said, Some, I need somebody to bind the devil. Okay, but stop giving him something to work with. There are people that get bound to where they need some power, some Holy Ghost power to help them get free. I understand that. I'm not, I'm not preaching against that. I'm just simply saying, don't think, well, then I'll just get somebody to lay hands on me, but then just keep giving the devil something to work with by, by yielding to the habit. Amen. Amen. So uh, some, we, we know things like that are bad habits and they can kill you, but spiritual habits can kill you just as quick. All right. Praise the Lord. Now, people try to justify bad habits because they, they say, well, I just can't. Or I have ADD, AD, what, some, some letters, ADHD or something like that. Well, I think some of those things are the result of a lack of focus on certain things. Now, I'm not saying somebody said, well, it's actually something they can see in the brain, chemical changes. I, I don't doubt that's possible. But I think that if, if people realize that they can create new habits uh-huh. yeah. yes. by practicing yep. something, yes, yes, they can rechannel those. They can re- they, scientists have proven that. You can re- cause new channels in your brain. God didn't do that and the devil didn't do that. You did that. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad you're here because some of you are thinking real hard. And so um, you can't make excuses for things with why you can't do the word. I don't think that's going to fly at the judgment seat of Christ. Well, we didn't get up because, you know, it's the only day, to, you know, get up on Sunday morning and go to church. The only day we had with the kids and the family or, you know, it was just so far to drive to church or, you know, I was so tired. It's the only day I get to sleep in. I don't think that's going to fly. I mean, is, is Hebrews 10, 25 a suggestion? No. Did a preacher come up with that? Maybe Pastor Jay wrote that verse and put that in there. 
It was in there long before I came along. In fact, I, I found it in there. I'm like, praise the Lord. That's pretty good. No, it was God that said it. Amen. Well, I'm just not. And then that's where people get it. They get into bed. And then they wonder what's perpetuating their problem. It's a bad habit. That's what's perpetuating their problem. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, Hebrews 10.25 is not a suggestion. That's a commandment. Praise God. I'm preaching to the choir. You're here. You understand. But it's all those people out there. No. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, when your children are young, you got to develop habits in children young. Listen, you start trying to do it at seven, eight, nine, you're, you're behind the curve real bad. And so uh, makes, makes uh, doing the right thing a habit when they're young. Yes. Amen. Amen. And so don't ask them what they want to do. The Bible said train up a child in the way he should go. It didn't say train them up in the way they want to go. Train them up in the way they should go. In other words, you don't wait for them to create the habit. You create the habit for them. Just like you help, you help them develop the habit. Oh, no, don't, no, don't just go to bed. You brush your teeth before you go to bed. Right? You get them in the habit. After a while, you don't have to say it anymore. Right? Eventually. Maybe when they're 21, you know. I mean, just. <laughs> but no, but you can form that habit and eventually it's first nature to them. Well, the same thing true with spiritual habits. Give them the spiritual habits. Well, I asked Johnny and he didn't want to go to church. Well, why don't you do that when it comes time to go to school on Monday morning? You don't do that with school. Why are you doing it with church? Well, he said he doesn't get anything out of it. Oh, well, what if he said that at church, at school? I went to school and I don't get anything out. I don't like school. I don't get anything out of it. You're usually going to say, you're going to school anyhow. You get your little behind out there. The bus is coming. Amen. You don't give them that option. You're, you're not training when you give them the option to go to church. Now, don't start this at 12 years old. While we're on it, don't train your children to be lazy mentally by letting them veg out on some sort of video game for hours at night. Just letting them... Your children will always be working for somebody else. Because they're not creative, they're not init they don't take initiative, they're not, they're not, they, they've got to be, listen, whenever they're there, something is controlling their mind other than them determining what they're thinking about. You're creating a lazy child mentally. There's going to be a liability in society rather than an asset. I know what I'm talking about. Been around the block and had a few county rides and a hay, you know, hay ride and county fairs and hay ride. I know what I'm talking about. I'm so thankful. I was raised without TV. I'm so thankful because I, wasn't, I didn't grow up distracted. I, I grew up creatively thinking and, and doing stuff outside, building forts and learning how to, learning how to do stuff. Amen. Amen. Most of all my brothers, well, my, all my brothers, but um, most of all my family, we're leading things. Yeah. 
Amen. Because we were raised differently. I'm just being honest. Rather than, you know, being on the bottom working for somebody else all the time. Well, praise the Lord. Take it if you would like to. If you don't, then, uh, you know, call us when your children need help. Um, Listen to me. Listen to me. I just have to pray for him so much. You wouldn't have had to if you'd have trained him. If you'd have given him some habits. You don't have to pray for kids as much when you give them habits. I'm talking about the right habits. Amen. If you let a child go untrained, you do not love them. Because you're forcing them to learn the hard way. You know what I'm talking about? At the end of a police revolver. You know what I'm talking about? You're forcing them to, you know, you, when you let them just rebel and, and, and mouth off at you because as, as the parent, you're the authority. You let them do that. You're teaching them rebellion. You're, you're, you're making them learn to uh, do the right thing and respond properly with respect towards authority. You're le- making them learn that the hard way and they'll have to learn it with, in handcuffs or in jail or something like that. And uh, I've, buried, I've buried people that way too young that the mama's standing there crying and, it's, and the people were feeling sorry for her, but the Spirit of God said, she's the reason. She's the reason this young man's in the grave right now. He could do no wrong. She pampered him, never corrected him. Amen. Well, I just wanted to be friends with him. You're the parent, not the friend. You say, why are you talking about this? It's amazing how the people think we, that people are in the fog because they're living in the culture rather than in a, with, with a renewed mind. You don't learn your parenting skills from culture. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I wanted to get to some things. We'll get to some things here. Well, you know, somebody said, well, they've got to learn to make decisions sometime. Yeah, after they're trained. And if they're not making the right decisions, they're not trained. So they don't get the liberty of making that decision. That's what training is. The Bible didn't say teach a child the way she goes. It says train up a child. And guess what that includes? That includes modeling the, the character in front of them. You can't train a child one way whenever you're modeling something else. You know, it's, it's not okay to send your children to church because they need to learn about church. No, mom and dad, you show up. Anyway, praise God. All right, so still glad you came? Praise God. The better you train them, the less you have to pray for them. And the less bail money you'll have to waste. Amen. You need to train them until discipline is internalized. It's no longer external. It's now internal. Amen. That can become a part of any person's life where they they are self-disciplined. The laws, any nation that becomes, that, that the parents lose, my goodness, well, I'm on this tonight. Any nation where the parents lose that role of training needs more and more oppressive laws to keep the nation on track. We wouldn't need 90% of the laws we have if people were trained right. Parenting is basically uh, training kids not to yield to the flesh, the devil, the sin, 
and yield to God. But it's, it's something that they internalize. Anyway, praise God. Tell your neighbor, I'm so glad he said that because you needed that. <clears throat> and you do it until they're accustomed to it. I said, you do it. I've watched some of you train your, tra train, train your parents, train your children. They'll just walk right on past us. It's not about me. I don't have an ego. I don't really care. But they do need to respect other adults. You'll train them whenever they just walk on past without saying hi. You'll say, Johnny, now you get back here. You say hello to pastor. That's right. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You're training, and you and you do it, and you do it, uh, and you have to outlast them. You got you, that's part of parenting. Just stick with it and outlast them. Just do it one time longer than they were willing to resist you. I see too many absentee parents. They want to they let their children learn from society or something like that. The word absentee and parent doesn't belong in the same sentence. Parenting is not passive. It is very involved. It is very, in fact, parenting, you as a parent are to have more influence on your child than the school teacher, than, than the coach. Now, I'm not saying school teachers and coaches can't be a blessing to your children. I'm simply saying you need to have more influence on them than the school teacher, the coach, and certainly their little friends. And certainly what they're watching on TV. You have the strongest voice into them. You impact their lives more. You mark their lives. Anybody heard anything about marking people? Mark their lives more than anybody else marks them. That's your, that's your responsibility before God. All right. Okay. So maybe we can unhook from that now. So praise the Lord. You've got the Holy Ghost to help you do that too. Every child needs a little bit of different, you know, the way you approach it differently. And the Holy Ghost will show you how to do that. All right. Now, let's go over here. Let's look at some things. It would be all right if we just talk about a couple bad habits before we go. Um, how about this one? Uh, and these are things you can break and need to break. Responding to a bad report emotionally rather than from your faith. Remember whenever Jesus was... Uh, Going to Jairus' house and uh, the woman with the issue of blood delayed it. And then somebody, she was healed. And then somebody came and said, don't trouble the master anymore. He's, uh, your, your, uh, your son, your daughter has died. Remember that? Yes. Um, the Bible said Jesus wheeled around and immediately said, fear not, believe only. Yeah. In other words, he's helping him there. Don't get into the emotions right here. Don't get into the natural. Don't get into your, the, your feelings. Because it'll stop the miracle. Yeah. So that's something that uh, I've, as a pastor, observed that we need to be continually schooling people in until they actually learn it. I said, learn it. Not just have a head knowledge that this is what I should do, but they are skilled at hearing a bad report and going, it is written. Amen. Rather than crying for three days and then remembering, oh, the Bible said. Or not remembering until Ann calls. I'm serious. Yes, sir. Let's go. Yes. It's a habit. Yes. A habit of yielding to the emotions and living more in that realm than the, than the realm of faith. Anywho, that one would preach real good. How about a strife habit? Uh, break the strife habit. Brother, brother, I mean, Dr. Dufresne used to call certain ones strifers. I remember one time he said to me, I was picking on somebody and, and just have, trying to have fun. He said, don't be a strifer. 
<laughs> like, yes, sir. <laughs> Amen. But that's a bad habit. Now, I'm not talking about picking on people. I kind of enjoy that. I'm not even enjoying that. Whom the Lord loveth the pastor. Pick a thought, right? But, so, but no, I'm talking about whenever, when I, when I talk about being a strifer or having a bad habit of strife, I'm talking about uh, not holding your tongue. Saying everything you feel. I'm going to just keep on preaching and, and uh, just act like I'm not getting convicted right now. Amen. How many have ever sinned more with your tongue wide, or your mouth wide open than you have kept it quiet? Ooh, Jesus. Maybe we'll go to the next one on that one. Don't be a, break the habit of being a strifer, speaking out of fleshly irritations. Bible said, be quick to hear, slow to speak. Amen. Especially whenever you're agitated and your flesh doesn't like something. All right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, this is the one I want to close with. And this is what the Lord was dealing with me about. Listening to too many other voices besides the main voices God put in someone's life. Um, go over to the book of John. The God, I mean, the epistles, not, not the uh, gospel of John, but the epistle of 1 John. And notice a verse here. This is something the Lord was dealing with me about. Verse, uh, or chapter 4, verse number 6. 1 John 4, 6. We are of God. He that knows God hears us. He that is not of God hears not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Notice that term, the spirit of error. I have learned as a pastor... Not everyone, but certain times you, you'll, you'll have certain ones in the congregation that they have a bend toward error. In other words, they have a bend to, of, to listening to things that are not sound spiritually. And it keeps their system all messed up spiritually. And what we're endeavoring to get into them never really has the effect it should because they're listening to many other voices. Now... I would never, ever say, and you should never go to a church where somebody suggests that they're the only ones. You, can, you should only listen to us. That's a lie. There are many good ministers in the body of Christ. So I'm not saying that. How many of you know what we're saying? We're not saying that. Uh, anybody that says that is in error, and you shouldn't go to their church. Say amen real loud. There's a lot of good ministers out there. But I'm just simply saying there are certain ministries that have the bend towards error. Now, for the, there's, there's a, a spirit of error, and uh, some people sort of lean towards it for one reason or another. I, I don't think I could get into all the reasons why tonight. I probably don't even know all the reasons why for, number, for one thing, but, but I can tell you something. Some people, are sort, they, they sort of have a bend toward error because they grab... I'm talking about ministers now, and, and this is true about... You know, church people. Yeah. But um, they have a bend toward error because they have a, a lean toward sensationalism. Oh, that's good. That's real Something good. sensational that, yeah. that keeps people's attention, you know. Yeah. Uh, can you say amen? How many of you know what I'm talking about? Um, there's different reasons for it. I don't know that I can say all the reasons. I probably don't even know all the, all the reasons. But, um, but there is a, a kind of a issue going on right now. And it's becoming more and more prominent. 
where there's some voices that are out there that are just error. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I'm not trying to make you afraid yeah. to listen to anybody else. There's, there's good ministers out there. But you better listen to the Holy Ghost yes. in your spirit. Yes, sir. And uh, you better pay attention to, uh, you know, does pastor ever refer to them? Um, and and I, listen, I don't refer to everybody that I listen to. But, um, but um, you know, I'm just simply saying there's times that you just ought to ask yourself, is this the same spiritual diet that I'm getting from my pastor? Now, the pastor is the highest in a, in a, in a believer's life. Their pastor is the highest voice in their life. Now, why do I say that? Just because I, that, that just sounds good as a pastor to say that? No, the pastor is the only one that is sent to a specific sh- uh, group of sheep. The other ones are sent to the body of Christ at large. Think about it. They're sent to the body of Christ at large. But um, which one would be the highest uh, in your life or my life? Would it be somebody sent to the body of Christ at large or somebody that I was sent to sit under because they're sent to me? You got to ask yourself that question. And if that's the truth, then which voice should be priority? Don't filter what pastor says through everything the TV guys are saying or everybody on the internet is saying. Filter what they're saying through what the pastor's saying. Amen. Amen. Some, some of this stuff is just off. Uh, in the name of visions and dreams, and God said this to me, and, and I'm a prophet, and, and you know I, had, I saw Jesus, he appeared to me. I know Jesus appears to people, and there's legitimate situations. I, I, fully, I fully accept many of, of the things that uh, I've heard sound ministers talk about. But there's just some people that just aren't sound. And you start listening to their diet, and you get a, a habit of just you know, trying to hear what everybody's saying. That's a bad spiritual habit. You're going to get messed up because somewhere along the line, you're going to get food poisoning. You're going to get, you're going to get somewhere along the line, you're going to get a hold of something that's just going to mess your system all up and you're going to be where you should be drinking in the blessings of God. Now you're spewing the blessings of God out from both ends. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. I'm serious. I've seen people get messed up. Amen. 1 John 2, 27 says, The anointing that you've received of him abides in you, and you don't need any man to teach you, but the same anointing teaches you of all things, and his truth and his no light. Just as he hath taught you, you shall abide in him. Pay close attention to the anointing inside. And listen carefully Listen carefully, and don't, don't let curiosity get you. You ever heard the term curiosity killed the cat? Curiosity will damage your spirit. If you get that check or that scratch, don't say, well, I'm just, I'm just curious. What are they going to say? No, no. Click, turn it off. Pay attention to the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. After the 2000 election, God dealt with me about this really strongly. And uh, I'll be honest with you, it took me a while to transition. But once I did, 
uh, it sobered me up a lot because it, it hit me, and it's still a very sobering thing to me. It hit me strong that I was under the influence of something that was not God. And even starting to say some things from the pulpit. You know, you got to be, if, you, if, you, if you're wrong, you got to, as a minister, you got to admit you were wrong. And you know where it was coming from? You know where the contamination in my mouth came from? The contamination in my hearing. Listening to other voices. God spoke to me about it very directly. And, uh, you know, I, I, I had to judge myself in that. And it's still a very sobering thing to me this day. And, uh, and uh, I just know in my spirit, this is something I've had, I've had in my heart the last couple of weeks. This has to be addressed in some of our lives. Because it's hindering us going forward with what God has for us. Amen. It's hindering the unity in the congregation. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. The way the Lord said it to me, he said, it's going to, it's, it's getting ready to hinder the unity in the congregation. Amen. Amen. Nobody's ministry is based on addressing politics. Ministry is based on the word of God. And there's people getting off. Well, it's my favorite news show. Well, what's the Holy Ghost saying to your spirit? Well, anyway, some people see, I never really get a lot of real shouting the name ends about it. <clears throat> Praise God. These voices are contaminated. Don't mean there's, they're just full of error. There's, there's, there's some good things. But, you know, that's how you poison a rat. You put a little something in there, and, but the rest of it's all food. Yeah, these voices are contaminated. The Lord spoke to me this week, and he said, uh, the reason, he said, if Satan couldn't oppose you, he couldn't oppose your voice from the outside because you've been too strong. So he came against your hearing to try to contaminate with your voice speaking by the Spirit through listening to wrong voices. He said, that's every prophet's battle. They've got to watch that. Dr. Dufresne used to talk to us about it. He said, don't talk to me about church problems before I go out there and preach. He said, because, uh, you know, don't tell me Sister Blabbermouth's out to you. He's, he's some fictitious lady we never have met yet. But anyway, <laughs> Sister, Blabber, Sister Blabbermouth, don't tell me she's out there fussing because I'll get in the pulpit and I'll start speaking out of what I heard. See, that's what a prophet does. He says what he hears. And so he's got to guard his hearing. So he's only saying what the Holy Ghost said, not what the latest news show said. So you wonder why, well, yeah, I know what some of you are thinking. I hear, I, I can almost hear your thoughts sometimes. Well, this happened this week. This is a big deal. Pastor, not saying anything about it. It's because I'm not really that tuned in. I'm more tuned in what's the Holy Ghost saying. I know whenever they, uh, Supreme Court did what they did about abortion a while back, people say, well, Pastor, not well, that was, that happened a long time ago in the spirit. Don't, don't be so caught up with what's going on in the latest news cycle. That that's where you think everything is right now. Some things were won a long time ago. And God's already moved on working on some other things. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Still glad you came tonight. Um, so uh, the Lord really dealt with me about this. And so I had, there were services. I had to tell the staff, take those services down. Get them off YouTube. That wasn't God. What? Aren't you glad somebody's admitting it? I'm looking for some repentance on some other shows. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
There's some that aren't speaking by the Holy Ghost. There's one particular man that everybody's all excited about. They call him a prophet. But I, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard to my spirit. I mean, just the other day, something started playing kind of like before I even got it turned off. How many of you know that happens sometimes? And, and he's on there, and he's, he, he's, he's yielding to something. It's like, hey, hey, turn that off. Come on. Hello? Amen. It'll mess your spirit up. So uh, I don't mean, you know, uh, there's some good things in some people. There's some people that you can follow, they might stand in more than one office. Amen. Tell your neighbor, this is all good preaching anyhow. Don't get quiet on me. <laughs> they, they stand more, I'm thinking of one, he stands in a couple of offices. You can listen to him as a teacher, but don't follow him as a prophet. And you might want to guard how much you listen to him as a teacher. Amen. I remember one time there was a, a well-known minister, actually, that talked to both Pastor Debbie and I. Um, and said, you know, I, we, well, what was, here's what happened. We were, in brother, we were in his church. I wasn't preaching in his church. Dr. Dufresne was preaching in his church. We were there with Dr. Dufresne just, just, just to receive. Yeah. And Dr. Dufresne, um, you know how he flows. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but this minister uh, asked me if I would receive the offering. Or, yeah, I think it was him asked me if I would receive the offering one night. So I did. Um, and he came to me after the service and he said, I saw something on you while you were up there. He said, I wanted to ask if you would pray. He, he and his wife, and, and I think Pastor Debbie was there, pulled us in and said, I wanted to know, I saw something on you. He said, I wanted to know if you would pray, be a prayer partner with our ministry. Well, he's a well-known minister, and I was flattered. Yeah. So what do you say? Well, sure, you know. I mean, well, it really wasn't God, but you know what I'm talking about. I wasn't assigned to him. I'm signed to the Dufresne's. Right. And I received that correction. But... Um, so, but I did pray for him for a while there before I realized what was going on. Yeah. You know, you can see some, anyway, I won't get off on that, but, yeah. but so, and, but I remember one time praying for him and I'm over in the spirit and, and, uh, I heard myself saying out, out of my mouth, don't follow. And I, the name, I said the name, don't follow so-and-so brother, so-and-so in the office of the prophet. Don't follow brother, so-and-so don't learn from, from that office, from him in that office. I wrote that down. See, that was for him, but that was for all of us. Yeah. We can all learn something yeah. from that. Yeah. I remember Brother Hagin said something about, uh, I don't know if you know that book, uh, what's the name of that book? Uh, 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 John Alexander Dowie. I think we might have it in the bookstore. But uh, Brother Hagin said, because he's the one that, he had a great powerful healing ministry, but yet he, at the end of his life, he got off doctrinally and he thought he was Elijah, you know. Um, and he said, uh, Brother Hagin said about, uh, actually, excuse me, Gordon Lindsay, I believe, said about it. Brother Hagin always repeated it. It made me think Brother Hagin said it. I think it was actually Gordon Lindsay that said it. He said, you can follow Dowie's faith and an anointing on that healing ministry, but you can't follow his doctrine. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Amen. Right. Yeah. He got off doctrinally. Yeah. So that's the way sometimes it is. You can't follow everything. Sometimes there's good things in some areas. See, how many of you know that just because they're off in one area doesn't make them... Uh, uh, you know, an evil, evil right. person or, right. 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 you understand? Yeah. Sometimes they're just prophesying out of their own imaginations. Yeah. 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 They just want that to be that All way. Right. And here's something else. Because they've learned the faith message and confession, they think they can use that in every situation concerning every situation in the nation. Well, we're just going to say, this is how it's going to turn out. Well, not if the Lord didn't say it. <laughs> A prophet doesn't just say, he says what he hears. Yes, right. Amen. Yes, right. yes, 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 y
And you can listen to wrong voices. Amen. And I just, I just I had to judge myself in this area. Tell your neighbor, tell you, praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, just go ahead and, and say amen anyway and just be glad you came to church. Hallelujah. <laughs> As a pastor, you've got to say some of these sometimes. I'm telling you, this stuff can be subtle. Well, these people have millions of followings. Well, so does a lot of Hollywood stars and people like that. There are fads in the body of Christ just like there are fads. And some of this is going to be judged. Some of this is going to be dealt with. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm almost done. Tell your neighbor he's almost done. At least another 30 minutes. I'll be done. <laughs> I'm not trying to hurt anybody. This is intended to be constructive. I myself, I was up preaching for Pastor, uh, I was up preaching for Pastor, uh, uh, I don't remember what year it was, but Pastor Craig Field. He's become a closer, closer friend. I really respect him. Um, this is probably 2016 or something like that. And uh, he and I got to talking about some things at the table. He's, we, we have really good fellowship. And uh, I went back to the room and, and the Lord started talking to me. He said, now, he said, the Lord's talking to me. He said, I want to show you two times in your life that you heard a wrong voice in the spirit realm and you, first time you were not as mature and you spoke out what you heard thinking it was the Holy Ghost. He said, there's a spirit that sounds a lot like the Holy Ghost, an evil spirit. Satan is a imitator. And so he said, there's two times. He said, the first time you spoke it out, even though it bothered you. But he said the second time he had enough sense not to say, say, say what that spirit said. He just waited to see. And he said, you realize later it wasn't the right spirit. All right, yeah. Come on. He said, and he showed me both times what they were. Yeah. There's probably not a man alive that hasn't at one time heard a wrong voice yeah. in the spirit realm and said what that voice said. Yeah. Even Christians. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Even ministers. Yeah. That doesn't make them a bad person. How many of you know, though, if they get in the, here's what I'm going to say, if they get in the habit, yes, because people want to hear this, they want us to hear that this is the way it's going to go. They don't want you to say, if we don't get this corrected, there's judgment coming on America. They don't want you to say, oh, no, you shut your mouth, shut your mouth. They don't want to hear that. But if the Holy Ghost is saying that, that's what we need to hear so we can judge ourselves. Amen. So they get under pressure because people want to hear something or they think they can apply confession to every situation. Let's just all say it in the name of Jesus. Not if the Holy Ghost doesn't say it. Go over to Lamentation. I've got a verse for you. Go to Lamentation. Lamentation. Lamentation 3.37. Who is he that saith? And it cometh to pass when the Lord commanded it not. The answer is nobody. Nobody. Amen. Everybody say, he's happy tonight. He's not mad at anybody. Amen. See, people start, they'll, they'll hear this wrong voice. And how many of you know, you, you might hear something like the Lord said to me. How many of you know, Peter, right in the presence of Jesus, heard, heard a wrong voice and spoke out what that voice said. Jesus said, I'm going to go to the cross so forth. Oh, fart be from you. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Right in the presence of Jesus. Peter heard a wrong voice, spoke for That doesn't make Peter... He, that doesn't mean Peter's full of the devil. That thing was from the outside talking to him. Yes. Yes, that's right. That thing wasn't in him. That's why Jesus didn't cast it out. It wasn't in him. Right? But it did talk to him. 
and he said what it said. Now, anybody has probably done that. You've probably done that. I'm not saying you have, but probably all of us have at one time or another. But that doesn't mean we have a habit of doing it. Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? I wanted to close and I just got to get, I got to get this out. Sometimes people, because of pressure, ministers, because of pressure, either because the people want to hear that or they have a bend torn sensationalism or, which I know in some of these cases, that's, that's, listen, the Holy Ghost doesn't move in prophecy in every service. But if people are coming and that's what they want to hear and you feel like you're under pressure to do that, you're going to yield to another spirit. It might start out in the flesh. But you're going to start, and you're going to get in that habit, and eventually you're going to think that's God. And if nobody, if you won't submit yourself to correction in it, then God's going to have to deal with it. Because it's contaminating the body of Christ. But when those over you think it's God, and they themselves listen to the spirit of error. I know what I'm talking about today. I am not, I am not blowing in the wind. I'm talking about issues in our day right now. And nobody wants to say anything. Right. Well, for this, I don't have a voice in the whole body, but I got a voice into your life. Yes, sir. Yes, and I'm just saying, guard your hearing, guard your ears, guard what you're listening. I'm not trying to make you afraid. I'm not trying to say they're not saved. I'm not trying to say they're not called of God. I'm not trying to say they don't have an anointing. I say sometimes some of these people, they're yielding to wrong things. And that if they get in that habit, which now we've seen some that are in that habit repeatedly. I'm talking about one that just make my, it makes my skin crawl. It's just not, and, and now it's an evil spirit. Uh, praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor it's all good no matter whether you're happy about it or not. So um, we've learned over the years that some people just have this bend. And uh, I'm talking about church people or ministers. And, uh, and uh, we've got to be aware of this. So the Bible talks about false prophets. Amen? Now, that doesn't mean somebody missed it once as a false prophet. Uh, I'm talking about people who get in the habit. I'm talking about people who get in the habit. So uh, just because somebody missed it, that, that doesn't make them off. I've missed it before. Um, and uh, I've had, I've, the Lord had to talk to me. Amen? So um, this is not to make us afraid. It's not to say we're the only ones, can't listen to anybody else. That's, that in itself is error. Right. Yes, sir. We're just simply saying you got to guard your, you yes. guard your ears. Yes. Amen. Amen. Are you glad you came tonight? Yes. Praise God. Praise God. I mean, if, if we started a club or somebody started a club, whoever's ever missed it club, I'd have to become a member. <laughs> now, I'm not going to believe to miss it again. I'm not saying we're just going to all cry in our tears and... Say, you know, oh, we've all missed it. Oh, we're probably going to miss it again. No, I'm, I'm going to do my best not to miss it again. Right, right, right. See, somebody said, well, if it's the Holy Ghost, why would you ever miss it? Well, it's coming through imperfect vessels. Manifestations of the Spirit come through imperfect vessels. But, praise God, there's mercy. There's, there's, and uh, I would say, uh, uh, check up on what you're listening to. Uh, sometimes what the pastor preaches just goes right through somebody because they go home and go online and listen to some, some, some other voice that's saying something else. And maybe it's not error. It's just not cooked the same way pastor cooks it. Yes. 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 
I don't know if you don't understand what I'm talking about. We go over to Nigeria, and uh, I told Pastor Ike and Pastor Gerald, give me just plain American food. Don't put your spices in my food. Because their food is, is good in the way it's cooked, but boy, it's, it's got some fiery spices in there that my system's not used to. And there's probably some bacteria that my system's not used to, too. But, you know, but, but, but even without bacteria, their spices make my system just, I mean, for the, the only time I've ever had to quit preaching and go to the restroom was in Nigeria. I just told Pastor Ike, I said, Pastor Ike, come up here and, and preach for me. I got to do something. <laughs> I, never, I don't think they ever knew anything. I just came back and finished where I was. Where I was. <laughs> and I said to him, don't do that to me anymore. <laughs> Feed me sliced turkey and give me some cheese. And <laughs> it's not that their food, it, it probably does have some bacteria, but, but they were cooking clean. So it wasn't that they had bacteria that my system wasn't used to, probably. It's probably just the spices. Anybody, anybody been to Nigeria with me? It's real spicy. I mean, it'll knock your socks off spicy. <laughs> Amen. Stand with me to your feet. <clears throat> so that's, you, need, you need a stable diet that'll not mess your system up. Amen. <clears throat> Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. Watch out for people that are saying, thus saith the Lord, and it never comes to pass. Yeah, watch out for those folks. In the Old Testament, they used to stone them. Aren't you glad for the New Testament? <laughs> we don't stone people like that. We pray for them. We ask God to have mercy on them, help them to, you know, receive sound you know, counsel, maybe somebody needs to go talk to them. Praise the Lord. I didn't say any of this to make you afraid. I want to say that again. This is not to keep you from listening to anybody online. I just, I, there's been somebody, I'll just tell you, somebody else has been really blessing me online. Uh, Rick Renner. I don't know if you've ever heard of Rick Renner's ministry. I can't tell you everything he preaches, but boy, everything I've heard him minister is like, man, that, that's good. That helps me. If you want to listen to some end time, you, you, who can I listen to on end time? Listen to him on end times. He's just sound, just, just real stable. Sometimes end times people, they get all into the numbers, you know, this seven and that seven put together makes this seven and then, you know, all this and, and that and the other. And after a while you're going, bleh, bleh, bleh. Yeah, what? I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Well, if it's confusion, it's probably not God. Amen. But just stick with people that are just saying what the word says. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're not trying to make you afraid to listen to anybody else. We're just simply giving you some good advice tonight. Amen. Not mad at anybody. Meant it to be constructive. Amen. Praise the Lord. And meant it to keep the church united around what God's wanting to do here. Praise the Lord. I remember uh, someone, I think it was Pastor Nancy made something, made a statement one time. She said, uh, this one church was playing all these uh, music, the, the Christian music from other, written in other countries. <laughs> And they said, that's, that, that's the anointing for that country. Uh, yeah. Pastor Nancy said, that's not, that's not anointed for your services. Yeah, I thought, that's that is good. That's really good. Not saying there's nothing from another country that wouldn't, that wouldn't be good. You know, we don't want to get legalistic with something. Amen. Praise the Lord.